0: Welcome back to Kid Men Talk, brought to you by Kidology.org. This is Carl, and it's great to be back. And if you missed the last four shows hosted by my good friends, Michael, Joel, Glenn, and Ryan, you owe it to yourself to go back and listen to the Kid Men Talk archives. It'll be well worth the investment of your time to do so. Well, I'm back from Yosemite Summit and refreshed and renewed and ready to go. If you're a man in ministry, let me encourage you to check out YosemiteSummit.org as God may just be calling you to be one of the only five to join me next year. But right now, it is time to encourage you and let you in on one of my closest guarded ministry secrets. Yes, how you can get a full extra week of paid vacation without your boss even knowing. And for you volunteer leaders, this applies to you too. You'll just get paid on the other side. So let's talk Kidman. Well, it is fantastic to be back from Yosemite Summit. It is an incredible time away with some brothers in Christ. If you're not familiar with Yosemite Summit and you are a man in ministry, you need to go check out YosemiteSummit.org and spend some time there reading through that website, checking out the videos there, and I invite you to prayerfully consider joining me next May. It is a small event and it is the unconference for children's pastors. Now you'll notice I say unconference because it's not a conference. It is an event for children's pastors or men in ministry. I've opened it up so you don't have to be a children's pastor to go. It is really an event that I have really come to the conclusion uh, that through the leading of the Lord, to open it up to just any man that is in ministry and feels that he wants to come. And I call it an unconference because it's not a conference. I'm not the speaker at it. I am a fellow participant. Jesus is our speaker, God and his creation and the Holy Spirit. And just as you'll see on the about page, it says there's no workshops, just worship, no resources, just relationships, no networking, just God working. In fact, we all meet in Sacramento, we pile into a big van, and on the four-hour drive down there, we do some shop talk, and uh, we kind of, as we get to know each other, we talk a little bit about our ministries, but that night when we uh, have our orientation, and we have our first um, meeting, and time of prayer, and our first time of worship, at that time, I fire everybody, and I say, you are no longer a pastor, and we actually release our our identities as being ministry men as being pastors and we transition into just being children of God and husbands and dads for those who have those roles and for the next several days that's all we are we are just children of God husbands and dads hiking bonding praying pouring into scripture soaking in God's creation spending hours Um, just basking in his presence and his incredible creation. If you have never been to Yosemite National Park, it is breathtaking. It is amazing. There is no other national park that comes close to it in the splendor, in the amazing waterfalls in the granite cliffs and the valleys and the lakes. Um, I live in Colorado. I live in view of Mount Evans, a few hours drive from canyons, and not even the majesty of Colorado, which I love, uh, comes close to describing um, in comparing uh, to Yosemite National Park, and it is just incredible. Over 800 miles of trails, some of the world's tallest and most beautiful waterfalls, and uh, it is just an amazing place. And uh, God is so evident there. One of my jokes is that it's the closest God ever came to sin was creating Yosemite because he kind of showed off a little bit. Of course, I say that in jest. I'm quite aware that God cannot sin, but it's just so hard to describe. And and spiritual things happen there. Guys connect with God in a way that they never have before, and it's just amazing. And it's just so incredible to go there, and we disconnect From work, we disconnect from the normal pressures, and uh, there's no cell reception there for most of the time, and uh, we don't have our email, guys don't bring work, they don't bring their computers, and that complete disconnect from the normal pressures, responsibilities, and demands enables a renewing and a refreshing and uh, just a rejuvenation that is really hard to experience uh, at any other time in any other place. And so I really encourage guys who need that for a time of healing or just renewing um, in transition. This year, we had three guys who were on sabbatical. Um, and what an incredible way to either end or begin or in the midst of a sabbatical um, to just be a part of that. But today, what I want to do is I want to give you um, a challenge. And it it is a challenge and a little bit of what I call a ministry secret, because what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to challenge you and give you a little tip. I met with a ministry person uh, just this week who was completely overwhelmed with the regular ministry responsibilities, and I and I let this person in on a little bit of a ministry secret, and I, I don't often give the secret away, so I um, hope not too many people listen to this podcast, but you have a lot more control over your ministry life than you may actually be willing to admit and you actually have the power and the capability of giving yourself a complete week off of your ministry that's right you do yeah you heard that right you can give yourself a week off of ministry if you are a paid children's pastor or director administrator coordinator whatever your title is you may be a Uh, technically allowed one week or two weeks or three weeks of paid vacation but you can actually give yourself an extra week of paid vacation now let me be really clear here we are people who operate with integrity so this week of vacation is not for you to go to the beach it's not for you to go to Disney World this week is for you to use in a very specific ministry way but I want to start by asking you a couple of questions are you always feeling behind you know, like you're always behind the eight ball. Like you always have so much email, so many voicemails, so many meetings that when you go to a conference and hear about all these great things you could be doing or should be doing, you just can't get to those because you're like a fireman who's constantly putting out fires and constantly recruiting that you can't get to these really neat philosophical leadership type things that you would like to do. And you're like, man, I'd love to be doing this. I'd love to be doing that. There's all these great you know, conceptual things. I'd like to be doing, but I can't because I I'm just stuck in the trenches of the week-to-week ministry. I don't have time for that. You know, pie-in-the-sky, ivory tower type stuff. Because I'm just drowning in the weekly responsibilities. And and you think, man, I would love to just have a week off of all this normal stuff. You know, I I gotta teach children's church. I gotta I want to counsel times. I've just got staff meetings and team meetings and all this other stuff. And you're feeling so overwhelmed. But everything that you just have to do weekly. that You go, I don't have time for this vision casting stuff. I don't have time to clean my office. I don't have time to catch up on my email because there's just so much weekly minutiae that I have to do. I, I just I wish I could have a sabbatical. Maybe when I mentioned three guys on sabbatical, you, you almost get some pains of jealousy or maybe even a little anger because you're like, well, I don't get a sabbatical. What's a sabbatical? And I'm here to tell you, you actually can give yourself that week off and you don't even have to tell anyone about it. Now, if you've got a great relationship with your boss, you may be able to go to them and talk to them about this after this podcast, maybe even ask them to listen to it and maybe you'd be able to ask for this. But if you don't have that kind of relationship or you're part-time, you can just do this on your own. And So I'm going to tell you how you can get an entirely uh, a full week off from all of that weekly responsibility and it's a matter of you deciding to do it. All right, but first, I have to ask you a couple of thought-provoking questions. A couple of what-if scenarios. What would happen? Just imagine, these are some bad scenarios. What would happen if your computer was stolen? I mean, one day, somebody stole your laptop, you know, your Mac or your Dell, whatever you have. We're not gonna get into the Mac PC thing here, tempting as it might be, but your computer. The lifeblood of your communication, and maybe your your iPhone, your Android, whatever. Avoiding the temptation there too. It it all got stolen, and I have some friends this has happened to. So the hub of all your your calendar, your addresses, all your your data, it just got stolen. I mean, pow! It was all gone. Now I could spend some time talking about how you better be backing your stuff up, because I've had some friends that did not back up, or their backup. Drive was attached to their computer and they both got stolen. So, boy, you should be backing your stuff up. A hard drive at Costco does not cost that much. And my personal philosophy is whenever you buy a hard drive, you buy two. You just look at the cost of the hard drive, and if it's $120, it's actually $240 because I buy two hard drives and I mirror all my hard drives. I label them. All my hard drives, if you look around my desk, one's named Han Solo, one's named Princess Leia, one's named Yoda, one's named Boba Fett. Uh, That's how I name my hard drives. They're all Star Wars characters. And then I mirror them and they're named one and two because hard drives can fail. So you wanna have mirrored your hard drives. And so every now and then I copy an entire hard drive to another hard drive so that they're redundant. And then the other thing you can do is every now and then get a really big hard drive, copy all the data, Every now and then, about every six months, to another hard drive and get it out of your house. And so I have a big doubled backup hard drive that's actually at my dad's house, about an hour away, so that God forbid my house burns down, all these hard drives get destroyed. Uh, There's one, and I would lose some data because I don't do it that often. But you know, there's at least a restore drive uh, somewhere else. I have a friend who goes to the safety deposit box every month and swaps his backup drive with the safety deposit. Box at the bank. Now that's like ultimate backup. But anyway, just want to say that because I love you. You better be backing up. But let me now back up a little bit in my analogy. How long would it take you to restore and get back up and running? You know, you'd have to buy a new computer, you'd get your backup drive, and it might take you days or even a week to restore your data, get your email back up, get your calendar back up, and that whole loss of time, but you would recover from it, right? And But, it, but it, it would be painful, but you would recover. But it would be an incredible loss of time, but it would be recoverable. Well, what about this scenario? Let's say you just get super sick. I mean, I'm talking puking sick, double over in bed agony. I mean, your spouse has to bring you chicken noodle soup and crackers. You can't even get to the doctor, you're so sick. You mean, there's no way you're even showing up on Sunday. You, you, you've just got to call out on a couple of your key volunteers and say, man, I'm sorry, I can't talk. You don't even want to come in my house. You, you don't want to catch this. Will the ministry survive? Who would step in and take over and play out that scenario in your brain? Or you just get this toothache. I mean, a tooth just breaks. You're in agony and someone's got to take over or your back goes out and you're not going anywhere. I mean, you're just not functioning. What would happen to your ministry for that week? Who would take over? What would happen on Sunday morning? Who would step in and teach? Or let's suppose something happens that's really sad. I mean, let's say grandma or grandpa out of state dies and you gotta drop everything and there's a funeral. This happened to me a couple years ago. I was actually gonna be speaking at the D6 conference and my dear grandma died. And that was it. I mean, I had to drop everything. I had to. I was the one given the assignment to make the big DVD and collect all the pictures from everybody. And I was making the big memorial uh, slideshow as I was, we were driving across the country to go make it to the funeral. And pow, an entire week of my life, suddenly, all that was important was making it to the 92-year-old grandma's funeral and producing that dvd video of memories and making sure all the family members were included an entire week of my life was usurped speaking at that d6 conference suddenly um, was not important and uh, i have a blog post that says family trumps family ministry conference on my blog and pow or let's take it even worse you get fired something goes wrong you're not performing budget cuts in the church pow you get fired from your ministry What would they continue? What would that church say is essential? What would they drop? What that you're doing that you think is so important that you stay up all night doing, you work on Saturday to do, that if you got fired, um, they would go, you know what? That person thought that was so important, but we don't really think it's that important. What of the balls that you're juggling would they let fall to the ground? Now, my point in these questions is that the crises enter your life and suddenly there's a week available. Why does it take a crisis for us to take a week off? And the ministry survives. Granted, it's a rough Sunday, you're a pretty important person, but a crisis comes into your life, an illness, a death of a loved one, a stolen computer, you know, an illness or whatever, and, and you, you take that week. So why not create the crisis? Because the reality is, you probably are in crisis, it's just not one of those that I described. You might actually be in the midst of an emotional crisis, you're at that breaking point, you're feeling like throwing in a towel. Maybe you're in a spiritual crisis and you just can't see it. Are you spending time in the Word each day? How's your prayer life? How's your walk with Christ? Maybe you're in a physical crisis, you're you're not healthy, right? Look in the mirror, are you healthy? Are you exercising? Maybe you're in a relational crisis. How's your family life doing? How's your relationship with your spouse and your kids? Is the ministry hurting your family life? Maybe you are in crisis. You think you're just stressed out and got too much to do, but you actually are in a crisis. So what you need to do is create that week off and realize the ministry will be fine. So let me give you three quick steps to creating on your own terms That week off, all right. Don't wait for someone to die because you don't want anyone you love to die, okay. Don't wait till you are getting puking sick because you don't want that to happen, right? Wouldn't it be better to have that week off that you can actually be productive and do something with that week, healthy with everyone alive? You don't want to be fired, you don't want your computer to be stolen, all right. You want to have a positive week off, hey. And if you're on staff, you'll get paid during that week. All right, so you're not going to run off to Disneyland. Or you, you have integrity. You're going to get paid for that week. You want to actually work during that week. But you want it to be a blissful, productive, happy week. You want that week to be a gift, a positive week. So three easy steps I'm going to give you. And I'm going to challenge you to do this. All right. Step number one, and you may have to pause this podcast, which I give you permission to do. And I will patiently wait while you do that because I'm electronic at this point while you're listening to this, okay? I'm blissfully off doing something else here in Colorado and when you hit pause, okay? Step number one is you simply have to pick the week, okay? You have to strategically pick that week, all right? It's probably not next week. It might be a month from now, but you need to pick it for this summer, all right? You need to give yourself this week, this summer, right? Don't pick one two years out. It needs to be probably in a month, at the most two months out, but you're gonna pick a strategic week Maybe it's the week after Vacation Bible School. It could actually be the week before Vacation Bible School. One of the guys on Yosemite Summit this year chose to go on the summit the week before VBS because he knew that was going to be a crazy, insane week. He wanted his staff to all have their act together. He wanted to show up when he got home from... Yosemite summit and pow go right into VBS. I thought that was a little crazy, but that's what he did because he knew that was going to be insane week. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the summit. I'm going to get back and it's going to be VBS. And that's going to kind of force his leaders to really own the final planning of his vacation Bible school. But you pick that week, you get your calendar open, you find out when that week's going to be, and you block it out on your calendar. You create a the name of the week and you can call it whatever you want. Bliss week, blockout week, But you put it on your calendar and it's Monday through Sunday is your week off of normal week. All right? Kidman Talk Week, whatever you want to call it. Step two, you do not accept any, any church or work-related appointments or programs that week. All right? You are fully booked that week. It's as though it's the busiest week of your summer nothing. When people call you and want to schedule an appointment or schedule a meeting, you know what? You don't say, well, you know, I'm on vacation that week. Well, you know, I blocked that week out. You don't tell them. You go, well, let me look at my calendar. And you look at your calendar and you go, hmm, you know what? That that time's already booked. Because it's been booked. You booked it for yourself. And you go, no, that, that's not going to work. They say, well, how about Wednesday? And you go, um, no, um, that, that that's not going to work either. And they go, well, how about Thursday? And you go, well, you know, my, my Thursday... It looks it looks really full. How about the following week? You look at that week as though it's already filled with stuff because it is. It's booked from early morning till early night. It is a packed week. It's just packed with stuff that that you're gonna do, you and God are gonna do, all right. And you 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 try really hard. You know they talk about Thursday, talk about Monday, and you you just keep looking at your calendar. and You see that big fat blocked out week from 8 in the morning till 10 at night, completely blocked out, and you look, and you, you rub your chin, you go, man, you know, wow, it, boy, ah, ooh, you know, I, I, I don't see, well, I let, no, I didn't no, 10 to, no, wow, wow, no, that, that, whoa, it's just, it's just full, wow, I, I don't see any opening, you know, him and ha, I'm going to have to do it the week before or the week after. And so step two is that you apologize, but that week is just fully booked. And then step three, all right, so step one is you pick the week. Step two is you don't accept any appointments during that week. It's it's just booked. It's like you were off in Rome on vacation. You It's like you went to the Holy Land. It's like you're you're Disney World. You're, you're gone. You're physically there, but you're not available. Step three is now you've got to replace yourself in all programs. So what you normally would have been doing, I want to council times or teaching children's church, any regular meetings you've got to dismiss yourself from. Alright? If you have regular staff meetings or regular team meetings, you've got to strategically get out of those. Now you've got to work within your world. I can't tell you how hard or how easy that's going to be for you. But if you've got a regular staff meeting from two to four on Tuesdays, you need to go to your boss and you need to Try And I've got to leave this up to your judgment, your conscience, the Holy Spirit um, to navigate this. But you might need to go to your pastor and say, hey, is there any chance I could be dismissed from staff meeting uh, on this staff meeting? Um, I've got some things going on that week and um, some strategic planning stuff. And it would be great if I could just have that Tuesday off. That might be all you need to say. And he might say, yeah, that, that's fine. You, just, if you you might be able to leave it at that. He may say, that's fine. He might say, no, you know, no I'd really rather you not miss staff meeting. You know, and it might, then you might have to open up a little more and say, you know, I'm really trying to get, get myself out of everything that week so I can really do some long-term planning and my plan on that day is to, you know, go to uh, some place remote and I'm going to be doing some long-term planning. You, you might have to just really pitch it to them. If at the end of the day you have to go to staff meeting that week, then go to staff meeting that week, you know. So there may be some things that you can't get out of. That's okay. Then have some grace. And uh, and live with that, you know, because there, there may be some non-removable things. And at the end of the day, that's fine. Then focus on the positive of what you're able to get out of. But your children's church, you know, bring in a sub, bring in a special guest. You know, I'll be really honest with you. When I got to uh, about a month ago, uh, at the end of April, I was like, you know what? I need some space. I've got a lot of things going on. I've got summer planning come. I've got Yosemite Summit coming. And I was looking at the month of May as going, I need this to be a sabbatical month for me. I need a, a lighter load. I've got a big writing load. And I was looking at what can I get myself out of? And I looked at Kidman Talk. I love doing this. I love training. I love equipping. I love encouraging. But it was something I needed to bow out of. So I said, well, how can I do it in a positive way? I could just cancel Kidman Talk for the month of May. But there's a lot of people who really enjoy it. And I, I love getting those encouraging emails and those posts in the forum and people tell me, man, how they just love Kidman Talk. So I said, well, you know, if I cancel it, I'm going to let some people down. If you cancel Kids Church, that's probably not an option for you. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it a guest host month. And it took me just a little bit of work to email a, a select list of my friends and say, I would like to share the microphone with you. Would you be willing to host Kidman Talk for one week? Emailed a good friend of mine who's got a He's a voiceover specialist. His name is Scott Neubauer. He was the voice at the beginning. I said, I've got some friends. I'm going to let them record Kidman Talk. Would you do the engineering and the voice at the beginning? And I paid him to do that. And I basically arranged a positive way for me to basically have a month off of Kidman Talk. People loved it. Someone even in the forum said it was the best. One of the guests was the best Kidman Talk ever. Please have this guy back. It kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Like, well, best Kidman talk ever. What am I, chopped liver? You know, you got to have some humility and some vulnerability. Be willing to, to share and let others have your spot. It'll bless others. And you're letting other people, um, you know, have your spotlight. And bring other guests in. Give up Kids Church. Give up some of your spots. Be willing to step aside and let other people shine. And you know what? You get a break. And so strategically, in a positive way, bring others in. There's guest magicians, there's children's pastors from other churches, there's gospel clowns, there's gospel mad scientists, you know. There's a resource directory on kidology filled with people who do this. You can ask through Twitter and ask children's pastors of your community. That's a positive thing. You bring in the special guest for that Sunday. If you're planning six weeks out or eight weeks out, it should be easy to bring someone in. Or you can just have a family Sunday and tell your pastor, hey, you know what? Kids need to see big church. They need to experience what their parents experience. And And I want to have a family Sunday, work with the worship pastor and have the kids' choir sing and have the pastor do something. You find a creative way, however you want to do it, pray, the Holy Spirit will give you ideas. By hook or by crook, you get yourself unbooked, all right? So that that Sunday, you don't have your normal responsibilities. So you get yourself unbooked out of all regular programming. And then that week comes and you have no regular appointments, no regular meetings. You've programmed yourself out of all your normal responsibilities. And then what? Well, I'll tell you what. This is not a vacation. I mentioned that. You're not going off to Disney World. You're not going to be staying home and watching television. This is an opportunity for you to carve out some time to focus on areas that you normally can't because of the things you're normally consumed with. But I tell you what, because this is a huge challenge to just create this week off, I'm not going to tell you now how you should spend it, all right? I just want you to focus on claiming that week. And two shows from now, in order to give you time to block off that week, I am not going to lay out for you exactly what to do with that empty week, all right? Because that week has the potential to transform your ministry when you resume normal ministry the following week. Because I, I think we need to take baby steps here. So two shows from now. Next week I'm going to be at camp and, a, and I've got a, a plan of something I want to do next week at camp as I'm going to record the podcast there at Camp Timberly up in Wisconsin. But so I'm going to do something fun next week. And then the following week I'm going to do a show and I'm going to talk about what to do during that week off but right now your assignment is to get your calendar out and carve out that week plan that week and I would even challenge you in the show notes in the forum for this week to hold yourself accountable and post the week that you're going to carve out so there's some accountability this is the week off I'm taking and put it right in there in black and white and then start to Make sure that you don't take any appointments and say, hey, Carl, here's the week I'm taking off. And then you're gonna start working toward replacing yourself from any program activity that you normally have. And if you will do that, if you will plan that paid week off, and if you're a volunteer leader, but you're still involved, like I said in the intro, you'll still get paid. You'll get paid in eternity, and you'll get paid in the benefit to your ministry because of what I'm gonna tell you to do with that week once you have it. It's gonna be amazing. In fact, I have a little plan of how I'm gonna reward those of you who do post that week. If you will post that week that you're taking in the forum, I'm gonna have a little gift for you. But I'm not even gonna tell you what it is because I want you to do it uh, for your own sake and your own accountability, not because of what I'm gonna give you. I'm just gonna kind of bless your socks off. So you do that, you plan that week, And it is going to benefit you personally. It's going to benefit your ministry. I think it's going to benefit your family. Your spouse is going to appreciate it. And it's just going to be a good thing. So you got your assignment? All right. You can do it. And you're going to be so glad that you did. Well, thanks for listening to Kidman Talk. I can't wait to hear some stories of how this week off has impacted you and your ministry. You can email me, Carl, at KidmanTalk.com. That is an email address that goes directly to me, and I enjoy interacting with you. You can also use Twitter, at Talk, and I enjoy interacting there as well. And, of course, there is the forum that is linked at the bottom of the show notes, and I enjoy personally interacting with you in our forum as well. You can post topic suggestions for future Kidman Talk Shows. We are done with the ABCs of Kidology and so we are wide open for topics for future shows. So until next time, this is Carl Bastian, a.k.a. The Kidologist, talking Kidman with you.